Super Talk Mississippi media production. Kickstart your adventure now with a new Gud Golf Cart from Country Carts of Brookhaven. Gud Golf Carts are assembled right here in Mississippi with the best features around. And best of all, they're street legal. Country Carts of Brookhaven, 401 Highway 51 South, phone 601-748-0454. For being a little late this morning, I can be had as, uh, or I had what can be only described as a diaper crisis this morning. How about that? That's that's where I'll leave it. You can let your mind wander a little bit to uh, to fill the gaps that I'm leaving for you. But yeah, that's why I'm a little bit late this morning. But I'm glad to see you guys nonetheless. A little bit of a chaotic situation ju- just happened over here but all good everything's fine word party is on and uh, and we're off and running so glad to see you guys on this friday morning my name is michael borky and uh two questions two questions friday keys to the game two questions whatever you want to call it for old miss and lsu and mississippi state and vanderbilt plus i have three picks for you i am just going to buy clemson i'm a buyer on clemson this weekend I can't wrap my mind around it other than the fact that I think they play really, really, really good defense, and we are really, really overhyping Pittsburgh. I think Clemson's going to go up there and win, maybe even comfortably. I know. It it sounds crazy. They can't score. The Dr. Pepper-endorsed DJ Uyunga, ABCDEFG, is uh, not living up to half of what his hype was. I'm still buying Clemson this weekend. I know. I know. I'm crazy. But. That's what we're doing today. Two questions. Got to be a shorter one, obviously, because I'm a little late because of a crisis, but I, I do have to go. I have something that I've got to take care of, and uh, so I will uh, I will be out of here, here in a little bit. But got to do the Friday two questions thing, right? We always have to. Uh, so thank you for joining in. Glad you're here. If you're watching on Twitter, you can't comment. If you want to comment, find me on YouTube, Michael Borky on YouTube. And uh, actually like the video, that would help me a ton as well while you're here. If you actually like what you hear, but don't forget to subscribe, follow on Twitter and on Facebook. If you're a Facebook user and wherever you get your podcast, Mike in the Morning or my name should turn up results. All right. Friday tradition, two questions. We'll start with Ole Miss and LSU. It's the more high profile game of the weekend. Ole Miss absolutely must do what if they want to win the game tomorrow against LSU. I've got two for for both Ole Miss and State here because, you know, why not, right? I couldn't just think of one thing. First of all is execution. Execution. Florida, aside from the fact that LSU apparently changed some things with their run blocking schemes and and allowed them to uh, really have success on the ground for the first time this season, at least what it feels like, luckily for Ole Miss, they have seen LSU's adjustments and, and can be prepared for that. But what kept LSU in that game against Florida was early turnovers. Florida turned the football over a lot in that game and and really gave LSU a pulse with their injuries, with their coaching situation and everything else associated with that and the explosiveness of Ole Miss's offense, even without Braylon Sanders, if he's unable to go and and Matt Corral is going to play, he's going to play. So with Matt Corral in the game, uh, Ole Miss has to execute. If they execute and 
don't have those linemen downfield on first down penalties, if they don't have easy drops of what would be a wide-open touchdown pass or first downs or pre-snap penalties at times like they did last week, if they just execute early, this can be a situation where with their explosiveness, they can kind of bury LSU early. At least they have the potential of doing that. Florida could have done that last week, but they turned the football over, kept LSU in it, then LSU adjusted their run schemes and just ran right down Florida's throat. So execution is the first one. Just don't do what Florida did, and don't do what you've really done all season for the most part for Ole Miss, and at this point, maybe they just are who they are. But Ole Miss is one of the most penalized teams in America. Little things like that, if they play clean football early, then this could be a situation where they win the game comfortably. But if they give LSU reasons to hang around, if they have drives that end in interception or dropped touchdown pass or penalties kill a third-down conversion, that's a recipe for an upset in Oxford tomorrow. And then also physicality. The Ole Miss defense played their best game that I've seen in a long time last week. Forget the bowl game. I mean, Indiana was without their starting quarterback. I think Tennessee, this version of Tennessee, is better offensively than last year's Indiana team. Ole Miss on defense played their best game against the best opponent I've seen in quite some time. And a lot of that had to do with the physical nature of their front what front five. Um, Sam Williams was great. Mark Robinson was great. Uh, they were able to control, for the most part, the point of attack and the line of scrimmage against Tennessee. Uh, LSU doesn't have as dynamic of an athlete at quarterback, although probably maybe a more consistent passer. Uh, definitely not as a threat in the run game, not even close. Um, but they did show signs of of life in the run game last week against Florida. Was that an anomaly, or is that who LSU is going to be now? Ole Miss has to match their physicality, or at least what they're going to try to do, uh, considering their lack of wide receivers at this point, and that's Ole Miss's weakness is the run game, or at least we thought until last week. So can Ole Miss, again, match their physicality? And I loved what they did to Tennessee last week where they they're they're still doing that three-down lineman thing, but on – Standard downs, they would shift the ends pre-snap further down the line of scrimmage. They would play more interior gaps, and they would just kind of bog down the inside. Very little running room between the tackles because Ole Miss kind of just muddied that up a little bit. And once Tennessee would bounce outside, that's where Ole Miss is at their strength. Robinson's a really a fast linebacker, gets is able to make plays uh, sideline to sideline, Really well, honestly. At least he did that uh, very well last week. And then Jake Springer, Otis Reese, safety's coming up and making plays. That's where Ole Miss's defense can really be effective in run-stopping if they force defenses to go sideline to sideline. They did that last week, and it was really effective. Can they be physical enough to do it again against LSU? We will see. But that's what they have to do. If they execute early, no turnovers, no dropped passes, they should be able to score relatively comfortably against this LSU defense. If Florida did it, Ole Miss absolutely can do it with number two on their side. But the physicality is something that they've got to do well on both sides of the line of scrimmage. Ole Miss didn't run the football well with guys not named Matt Corral last week. Really struggled up front, and they're banged up there as well. Can they replicate on the other side what they did last week? Those are two big questions. What they absolutely cannot do, what they cannot do is allow LSU to stay 
on schedule, if you will. And this ties right back into with the, the physicality nature, but they cannot, absolutely cannot allow LSU to get four and five, six yards on first down, running the football right up the middle. And because that will lead to a very similar situation to what you saw against Arkansas. Arkansas was able to have good, successful runs, on, for, especially on first down in that game, and they were able to really open up their offense because they were always on schedule. Can't allow LSU to, to be on schedule. Um, and for you, the fans, you have to create an atmosphere. I mean, yeah, the game, I mean, they're going to get every ticket out. I'm sure there's still a, there was a few hundred left yesterday evening. They're going to sell the game out, but it's not enough just to sell a game out. you got to create an environment. Uh, try to make it difficult for, for LSU to, to operate their offense. It can be done. It's just not done enough. So there you go. On the other side, turning the page to Mississippi State and Vanderbilt, I, I said this Monday on the radio show, and I said this yesterday on the radio show. There, there are people, like Daniel here, and with all due respect to you, Daniel, I, I appreciate you. Glad you're with me. Um, I do not think that State can just show up and win. I do not think that State can go there and play their C game and, and turn the football over and have bad special teams plays and penalties and stuff like that. They can't do that and win, in my opinion. I, I, I don't think that State is good enough to survive playing bad football even against a team like Vanderbilt. I mean, you guys watched the Louisiana Tech game. You also watched the Memphis game. State cannot just show up and play and win this game to me. Uh, if they execute, very similar to Ole Miss, although LSU is far superior athletically than that of Vanderbilt, but um, if Mississippi State plays turnover-free, mistake-free football, then yes, they will win quite comfortably. But here's the thing about Vanderbilt. They are slow, and they lack athleticism. They lack physicality. They lack a lot of stuff. That roster is not a very good one. They are near the bottom of the SEC in basically every statistical category. Vanderbilt is bad, and Ken Seals is out, but you know they did at least get, uh, oh gosh, what's his last name, Wright? Mike Wright, I believe. Uh, he started the game last week against South Carolina, so this isn't his first start. Um, they're well coached, I think. I think they are well prepared for these games. They are schemed well to me. That's what I see. I see a team that plays hard, that is well coached, is well schemed, but they cannot execute schemes. And last Saturday was a great example of that. They were, I mean, they should have beat South Carolina. They were right in that game and they should have won that game. State can't just show up and play because if they do, I think they'll get beat or it'll go like last year. It'll be really dicey. So Rodgers can't turn the football over three times. He can't sit in the pocket for five, six seconds waiting to distribute the football because eventually somebody's going to get home regardless of your opponent. They cannot turn the football over. They cannot make mistakes. They have to show up and play well. And if they do, if they're focused and they execute, they'll win comfortably. But if they're making the same mistakes they did a week ago, making the same mistakes they did against Louisiana Tech and Memphis, those games are going to go like that. Vanderbilt's very bad, don't get me wrong. But they're not show up and do whatever the hell you want bad. Um, on the other side, they can't give up pressure. I, I am very curious to see about Will Rogers' health. We get nothing. 
from from state camp at all. I mean, nothing at all. Uh, but if you can believe it, Will Rogers is one of the more accurate deep ball passers. And, and by deep ball, I mean 10-plus down the field. I mean, let's not kid ourselves. He doesn't throw a deep ball like Matt Corral does. Let's not even go there, although some people do want to. We all have eyes. We know he doesn't. But accuracy, throwing the football down the field, Will Rogers is very good. His numbers are excellent, actually. Throwing the football down the field when he actually does it. The problem is, like I've said for weeks now, it's volume. Volume's the issue. But when he actually does it, it's it's good. Makai Polk, the entire receiver group, will be able to get open against this Vanderbilt secondary down the field. You won't have to check it down to a running back that's six yards behind the line of scrimmage and covered this week if you just protect Will Rogers. So that's the key to the game. If if Rogers has protection, if they're able to keep Vanderbilt away from pressuring him on top of the fact that his shoulder is banged up, but that receiver group will be able to feast if they're given the opportunity to do so. If Rogers is not pressured in a second like he was last week against Alabama, uh, then he'll he'll have a field day, or he should have a field day against this defense. Because I'm telling you, when he's got time and he tests defenses, I, I not 40-yard bombs, but 10 to 20 yards, that accuracy range or that depth range, Will Rogers is actually quite good. His numbers are very good. The volume just isn't there. So if they protect him and allow him to do that, and if he's healthy enough to do it, then State will have a field day or they should have a field day. I also learned yesterday, I didn't know this, I guess I should have, but since Mike Leach has taken over, State has scored 30 points three times. That that blows me away. I mean, I, mean, I guess I should have known. I mean, the offense has really been an issue. Um, it's really been an issue. This week it shouldn't be if they just protect Will Rogers and execute. Like I said, I got to get going early. So here are my three picks quickly, and then I got to run. But don't forget, tomorrow night, late tomorrow night, after all the games finish, I might do it a little bit earlier this week because the slate, honestly, the night games aren't really worth much. There won't be much to wait for. Um, Tennessee, Alabama will basically be over by halftime. Uh, so I'll do it a little bit earlier this week. Shooting for like, you know, 9 o'clock instead of eleven thirty. How's that? But I will be live tomorrow night recapping the weekend that was in college football with you right here. Same channel, Michael Borky on YouTube. Um, so don't forget to set yourself a reminder. I will be live. If you don't follow me on Twitter, hit the notification bell on YouTube so it'll tell you when I go live. Because again, I don't have a time ironed out. You know, have a wife and kid and stuff, and they they care about being around me. God bless those people. Um, so I don't know exactly when. I just know the target time is 8.30, 9 o'clock, somewhere in that range tomorrow night. Uh, so if you don't follow me on Twitter, because I will tweet a link, a link out, uh, click the little bell next to the subscribe button, and you will get notified when I go live tomorrow night. Your three picks. Clemson plus 3.5 at Pittsburgh. Give me Clemson and 3.5 points all day long. That defense, with all the story about Clemson, and I get it. I love it, honestly. I'm from the upstate of South Carolina, and those people have just developed such a complex. It's It frustrates me. Anytime I talk to an old friend from high school, I, they, they make me angry. That, that Just this arrogance of what they have become. I would love to see Clemson lose this game in every game they play. 
They're not going to. Clemson plus three and a half. For all the joking about DJ and how bad they've been, that defense is still exceptional. And I think Kenny Pickett is good. I think he's fine, but he has not seen a defense like this one yet. Uh, quite frankly, really not close. I think it's going to be an ugly game. Uh, the unders, probably a decent play here. But don't forget, this is a Pittsburgh team that lost to Western Michigan. Okay, It's not like there's some inflappable force like some people are building this game up to be. Clemson and that defense and that talent, give me them all day, especially if you're giving me three and a half points. I mean, give me a break. Clemson plus three and a half. Alabama is going to be able to name their score at home against Tennessee this weekend. It's a 25-point line. I don't care that it's that big. Give me Alabama, especially if Hendon Hooker is unavailable. It didn't look good at the end of the Ole Miss game. Even if he's available, I would still think of it like this. But if Joe Milton happens to be the starter, Alabama is going to name their score. And they're still recovering from the A&M loss, the image recovery. They beat State by 40 last week. Uh, they'll do the same thing. They'll do the same thing to Tennessee at home this week. And Ohio State, minus 21 on the road at Indiana. The Buckeyes are playing extremely well. Now they're stat padding, mounting a Heisman campaign for C.J. Stroud, but they're playing extremely good football. Indiana doing the exact opposite. Big line on the road, Ohio State minus 21. I think that's an easy, easy selection. So there you go. I have got to run. Thank you guys so much for uh, for tuning in. I'll see you tomorrow night. I'm really excited uh, to, to recap the games with you tomorrow night. That's been the, the best part of my week right there is uh, in terms of work, not in life, right? Um, uh, that's been the best part of my work is recapping the games with you guys late Saturday night. So looking forward to seeing you tomorrow. Y'all have a great rest of your day. Enjoy the weather. It's amazing outside. Enjoy your football, and I'll see y'all tomorrow night. Super Talk Mississippi Media Production.